Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. Welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women. Today we are speaking with Dr. Nicole Neal. Now, Nicole has her PhD from Capella University in Psychology. She's been a director of data management at the AMA. She's been there for over 30 years working in the area of data operations and data management. Nicole has a lot of education. She has her master's. She now has her PhD, as I just mentioned. And she is someone who feels that community is a very important part of her life. She does a lot to give back to her community um, in terms of things like being an active board member of South Suburban Family Shelter, an organization focused on domestic violence. She works with Adopt-A-Family, helping families um, who are impacted by domestic violence. She also um, has very recently founded an organization called HER, Heal, Empower, Reclaim, which is a nonprofit organization committed to leadership development in women, women of color, and preparing them for leadership positions. Nicole, thank you for being on Inspiring Women. Thank you, Lori, for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am really pleased to be talking to you. Now, we work together, and I have really enjoyed that opportunity to get to know you a bit, but I want to start with that. But as we talk about both your community involvement, as we talk about her, and we talk about your background, why don't you start by telling the audience, what are you doing right now? Right now, I am kind of a hybrid. I'm like AMA by day, her by night. (laughs) <laughs> type of thing. Um, I, as you mentioned before, I've been with the AMA for thir- over 30 years, and I've served, uh, you know, in different capacities there. I'm currently now, as you mentioned, the director of data management and operations, and uh, I really am really feel fulfilled in that position. I have a very amazing team. I work with some pretty amazing people. You, you at the at the helm of that, and I've been there. And I think some of the things that have driven me is the mission, is the work. I've worked in for profit. I've worked in not in uh, not for profit uh, with the AMA, and I see the biggest difference is basically that that mission. And I've always just been a big uh, proponent of kind of helping the underdog. I kind of grew up that way. And um, the second oldest of nine, the oldest girl, I've always been the nurturer, the one that always, you know, stepped out and, and, and had to take care or lead other people. And I've done so, I see myself as being a leader from the front end, from the back. Um, and so, and so those are some of the things that kind of, um, kind of interest me and kind, and kind of drive me. My husband asked me the other, other day, He's like, what's driving you? Like, I see you up at six o'clock in the morning and seven, eight o'clock at night, you're still in front of the computer. You switched over to your evening job. And and I, I really had to stop and think, you know, I think it's just that sense of um, purpose and obligation that's, that's always been a part of, I think, my fiber. 
Well, being the second of nine, I mean, I can't even imagine. That's a that's a large family. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things to um, keep in keep in order there. But thirty years is also a long time to be anywhere, Nicole. I mean, today most people just in their career trajectories, they're four and five years um, at an organization. I think is sort of the averages. But thirty years, what's kept it interesting for you? What what has kept it fresh? Um, is it the teens? Is it the people? Is it your own personal drive? What is it? I think all of the above. Uh, when I started years ago, I was a single mother. And at the time, I just needed to work. I didn't I, I, I didn't kind of come to the AMA, you know, for any grandiose, you know, I want to be a part of something. It, it, I'm, I'm afraid to say that it wasn't that glamorous. It was like, you're a single mother, you need to work, find a job. And interestingly enough, the way in which I got the job at AMA is I didn't have a typewriter. I didn't have a word processor. They didn't even have computers at that time. And so I sat down and I wrote a letter of interest. I found the AMA advertisement in the newspaper and I applied um, for a position. And all I had was blue, was, was ink and notebook paper, kind of like, you know, you tear out. And I sat down and I wrote a letter of interest. I folded it up, I put it in an envelope and I sent it to the AMA. Um, I got a phone call back from the recruiter at that time that said to me, I look at resumes all day, every day. It was the fact that this was not a resume that made me stop, look at it, and read it. And I called you based on the content of that letter. So that was, a that was to me, a way of saying, don't be afraid to step out and do something different. You never know when that might be that very opportunity for you to shine. And so normally that wouldn't be, that would be unheard of, you know? And so that kind of helped to set the, the path for me that says, hey, notebook paper and, and ink, that's what got me into the AMA, not a formal resume, notebook paper and ink. Well, you know, starting with something that is, I just need a job. It may not be glamorous, but it is the place that many people start and most people just need jobs, but you've certainly turned that into a career. You certainly turned that into a career trajectory with also lots of learning along the way. So you have a couple of advanced degrees, which you've pursued both while, while working. Tell, tell us about that. What, what was the interest of wanting additional education along the way? Well, that was that was by that wasn't by on purpose either. Um, I was I was totally satisfied with. Well, just to back up a little bit, I was in the AMA for years, and I I got tired of being passed over for positions because not positions, but for like a director position because I didn't have a degree. That's what we would hear. You don't have a degree. You don't have a degree. Um, and so what I would do is I just got to the point like you know I'm going to start my education. So uh, AMA has an outstanding uh, tuition reimbursement program. So I took advantage of it. Um, I got, when I uh, went for my first degree, my bachelor's is in organizational leadership. Um, I went further, got my degree in organizational development. And the idea of getting a PhD was not in my periphery at all. I have a sister who I have so much respect for. Um, she is like really an amazing person. And she is an overachiever educationally. She had like two masters, two masters. And she happened to be in a PhD program. And she was like, hey, why don't you come and join me in this PhD program? And that's how that kind of took off. And um, I didn't have a background in psychology. She did, but I, was, I, I joined the program 
to kind of help support her and to go along in the program with her. Uh, unfortunately, she kind of, you know, got, you know, pulled in another direction. And I was, I com- went on to complete the program, you know, with, with, without her. But she was right there, right along the way, cheering me on. So um, that was really, to answer your question, that, that wasn't something I at all had seen in my, in my future. Um, well, it's and having support matters. I mean, so, you know, while you're working full time and you have family responsibilities, you're involved in your community and to still be able to pursue a degree. Now, lots of organizations have tuition reimbursement programs, but very few people actually take advantage of it. So in doing that, how did you juggle? How did you manage to still put, you know, all your energy into the work that you had, but also then, um, you know, the schoolwork that was required? required to receive that advanced degree? Um, the only way I can explain it is one foot in front of the other is when you, when you know that you have things to do and you commit to something, then um, you see that through. And I remember when I was in the um, you know, PhD program, when I first started, I started looking out and I couldn't even imagine like either, even a flicker at like the end of the tunnel. And that would be kind of nerve wracking because you would look up and when you consider everything that you have to all the time and and classes and and different residencies and things you have to take. I chose not to look down that tunnel. Um, I just kept going. Once I finished one class, I registered for the next. After that, you register for the next. You, You just do what it is that you are supposed to do. And I had committed to that program. And, you know, failure was not an option. That's always been something that's been instilled in me from a child, from a small child, is that if you commit to something, if you sign on for something, you, you do, you give it your best effort and you see it through. And so that's something that I did. Well, it. It's an amazing accomplishment. In conversations that we've had, Nicole, you've also educated me. I mean, you've said to me that, you know, African-American women pursue more degrees than most people. I found that to be astounding. So tell me more about that. Some of the research that, I've, that I uh, have, have done and even some of the uh, articles that I've read have pointed to African-American women uh, being the most educated uh, and that, that, that really makes sense because that's one of the things that we're kind of taught is that education is going to be what gets you to that next level. And so I think women started from a place also of empowerment is that, you know, me being a little, a little girl, I saw strong women. I didn't see powerful women, though. And I knew something was inherently wrong with that. Well, I think as time went on, more minority women got started, you know, feeling that way. And they started feeling like, I'm going to get that education, and that education will get me to the point that I need to be at in order to get that position, in order to get that office, in order to get that title, in order to get that recognition. And for whatever reason, each of them being individual to themselves, that just, I think, happened to be a dynamic that moved in that direction. So interestingly enough, it, it was surprising to me, but that's what all the literature that I've read has pointed to. And that's just, you know, some of the ideas that I think may have driven that. Well, it's also your life experience. I mean, you've been pursuing these degrees and you seem to now be taking that um, that background that you have and putting that passion towards leadership development and investment in women into helping others. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your new nonprofit, Her, Heal, Empower, and Reclaim. First of all, what is it? Also, why did you start it? 
Okay, thanks, Lori. It is a Heal and Power Reclaim, actually, um, just to to show where it manifested. It manifested from when I was a child and when I saw uh, strong women um, be powerless. And I, I just, that, that never sat right with me even then. And so I see her as a, as a vehicle, as, as, as possibly a conduit between a woman's desire to lead and the position itself. Um, between those two dynamics, I see resources needed, training, mentoring, um, connections, and I think that's what her aims to provide. And so, you know, I started that organization because I felt like I still had an unfinished passion to help empower women um, along the way. Like I said, I was the older sister, so I was always doing, you know, doing it there. So it comes natural to me. Um, I think I take on, you know, to my own detriment more than I put on other people because that's who I've always been. I'll take it on myself. Um, but this is an opportunity that when I finished my PhD a few years ago, um, I had uh, people that I were that I went to school with. Some of them, you know, continued to research and publish. Uh, some colleagues that wrote a book. Some of them I even bought the book. I haven't cracked it open yet, but you know, I, <laughs> I didn't think that that was uh, what I really wanted to do. With I had so I'm reading so much and doing so much already that I felt like I could write a book and nobody may even read it. They may buy it just to support me. But I felt like this organization, this is what I was led to do. I thought it was more far-reaching and impactful than I would be able to do um, in any other platform. Um, and so it, it took me two years to get started with it. And I think the one, the one catalyst, if I were to call it out, uh, about seven, eight months ago, my husband was in a near-fatal car accident. Um, so while I was you know, caring for him, I got a phone call from uh, my sister-in-law from the East Coast, and she said that uh, my brother had had a massive stroke, and um, he was in intensive care. And so he had just, I just talked to him like two days before that, and in, in, in fashion, big brother fashion, all he wanted to ask me about was how was my husband. Now, all along, not knowing that perhaps he was, would take this, this uh, ill and so within three days, he was gone, and he was a minister, and one of the things he would always do for me and my siblings is he would talk to us, and he would always give us, we, have, we always had our, like, you know, sermons, our one-on-one, you know, sermons, and I didn't really think a lot about it until after he passed away, and a lot of his messages started to resonate with, with all of us, I think, and so his last sermon was, be the best you that God created you to be. And I felt like there was a message that he was trying to send me, that he was trying to tell me. So um, I got back from the East Coast uh, in mid in mid November, and by a week later, I decided if not now, when, you know, and I I needed to go ahead and get started on what it is I felt is my passion, is my calling um, to empower women, and so that's where the the uh, her kind of took off. Well, Nicole, those are, um, first of all, I'm incredibly sorry to hear those stories. Those are really challenging stories. Um, and I hope your husband is doing well. And I'm very sorry to hear about your brother. And I appreciate you sharing that information. It speaks to where this, you know, passion is coming from right now, this feeling to do it now. But it's always hard to hear about the personal circumstances um, that you're dealing with. So again, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about that. 
Nicole, on the heal, empower, reclaim, maybe just break apart, heal, empower, reclaim. Why those three words? Gosh, how, how can I, I? I don't know if I even really had a name. I struggled even with a name. I think my, my feelings of, or things that I wanted to do was so huge. They were bigger than, and I couldn't encapsulate them. And so I was thinking of something that would, would speak for itself. And so I thought like her, she, you know, uh, women empowerment. As I did research for other organizations, they were using a buzzwords like empowerment, leadership, you know, those types. Of, I wanted to stand for those things, but I did not want what the organization stood for to be detracted from who it was meant to serve. And it was meant to serve women. And so one of the things I've, I've, I've learned in research in life is that unless we are um, healed within ourselves, that nothing really matters after that. Like if we're not good within mind, body, and spirit, then you're not going to really be that successful in, in your in your day-to-day life. And you're definitely, these are things you're going to need to to be the foundation as you move into leadership. There'll be a lot of challenges there, especially as minority women. And um, you, you start with making sure that there's this healing component, this self-care that you put at the center of, of, of your well-being. Um, empowerment, there we are. We're right there with the empowerment. And then I struggled with the last word. I struggled with, I wanted it to be her. And what was I going to think of? And I had like a lot of other people, give me an R word that would go with this. And that went on for, you know, a couple of days or up to a week. And something just popped in my mind and it said reclaim. See, I think that the reason I thought that was the perfect word is that we as women, we are mothers, we are wives, we are managers, directors, SVPs, we're we're all those things. But sometimes we lose who we are in there. And I think it's okay that we reclaim that right now. So I think it's okay okay that we reclaim that. So I thought that was was the, the thing that needed to be there. Well, I love these words, and I think that they are very powerful in terms of what you intend with this organization to help women develop the skills through training, through resources, to then gain leadership positions and opportunities um, in that area. And it also ties back to what you talked about growing up and sort of seeing people who were powerless and giving them the opportunity to reclaim that power. So really, really um, impressive, Nicole. And I am really looking forward to seeing where her goes and um, the women that that it can help. This has been a really terrific conversation. I so appreciate you sharing these stories and wisdom Nicole on Inspiring Women. As we close out, do you have any sort of last thoughts for listeners, advice you might give for women who are at the earlier stages of their career um, that you might want to tell them? Sure. Um, I would say one of, there's there's an acronym that I've always attributed, you know, my own, you know, um, commitment and and journey or road to leadership. And it is uh, loyalty to a cause. Choose a cause and be loyal to that cause. That cause, um, empowerment to make a difference. Find a cause, be loyal to that cause, and make a difference. Um, aspiration, uh, aspire to be a part of something bigger than yourself. That, that's that's always been very important to me because no one of us can do everything alone. It usually, you know, you know, you usually need somebody to be inspired by somebody, to be, you know, led by somebody, to be shown or taught, 
you know, so aspire to be part of something bigger than yourself. Um, determination, determination to see things through to fruition. You started, that's one of the things that got me through that five years, you know, res the five-year coursework, residency, um, the, the, um, the exam, the, you know, all of that that got me through the dissertation, it was that determination. It was bigger than me. I didn't have an opportunity to stop because that determination that's instilled, that's embedded in me, kind of took over. Um, engagement. Engage those people who can help. You know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to, to offer your assistance to other people. And then finally, resilience. I learned over the years, uh, resilience to learn and grow from adversity. If you don't learn from a good experience or a bad experience, then that's a, that's a lost opportunity for learning. And so I've always like, that's what I, I, I kind of, you know, go back to whenever I feel like I need help to really understand, you know, where I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing. I go back to the acronyms that I've attributed to spell out leader. Well, that is awesome. And I love that outline, Nicole. This has been an excellent, inspiring women conversation with Dr. Nicole Neal. I really appreciate speaking with you today, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Lori. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.